You're listening to the ESPN Radio 94.1 podcast page, accelerated by Sports Innovation X. Six is bridging the gap between tech, athletes, and teams. Check them out at sportsinnovationx.com. Sports are life, but we don't take life too seriously around here. That just wouldn't be our style. The Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm Tim Donnelly. Tom Brady retired earlier today. Again, uh, there's really no way to start that conversation without you. Like, you have to make a joke about it. You you have to. Robbie, one of the first things Robbie said to me this morning, we're planning the show. He, he goes, you know, we could just go find the, the the segment we did last year when he retired and just play that for a half hour. We, we can check out at the beginning of the show. But right, you, like everybody's got a joke about it, but there's really no other way to talk about it. Um, so, so the news of the day: Tom Brady retires. I think timing, like Brady's not going to do anything willy nilly, right? He's got a movie coming out on Friday. He knows this is a week where we're still all football crazed, but there's no football game this weekend. Could have done it next week. Could have done it the week after. Could have done it middle of the Pro Bowl. Is there a middle of the Pro Bowl? It's not really a game. I guess during Pro Bowl activities would have been the, the way to say that. Right in the middle of the flag football game. Right in the middle of flag football. Then none of us would pay attention to Brady because we're all locked in on the flag football. Sarcasm. But uh, but there's, there is a... Uh, thank you. There is a subset of, of football aficionados, newsmakers, that need to be completely oblivious to Brady. And that is the Chiefs and the Eagles. Right, you can take a minute. You can talk about it. Right, you're sitting in meetings before you click on the film projector. You can say like, "How crazy is this?" Right, have everyone in the room go around and say, "I was three when he started playing." Like you can do that, and then you click on the projector and you get back to work. Because there is a chance. Like this, this is the part that you know. You say it out loud; it kind of blows your mind. This is the today, right now. There is a chance. That while the sports world, us included, sitting around talking about Tom Brady, simultaneously the Eagles or Chiefs are winning the Super Bowl. Right? They're, they're recognizing the thing on film that is going to give them an edge. Right? Somebody just threw out an idea that seemed crazy that they go, you know what? That just might work. They have to focus on the task at hand. What should they be doing right now? I'll tell you what they should be doing. The Eagles and Chiefs have to be finding some way to surprise their opponent. Nick Sirianni on the Eagles' mindset this week, this far ahead of the Super Bowl. We understand the stakes. Everybody understands the stakes. But our job is to literally look at the day of where we are right now and take the steps that we need to take today. This is the biggest game in football. It's the biggest game. It's the Super Bowl, right? It's the biggest game that anybody will ever play in football. We understand that. But when you start treating these games differently, that's when there's mistakes happen. But like everything else, Howard, is is just be as in the moment as possible and not think about the magnitude of the game because it is. It's just the next opportunity for us to get better for each other, to us to get better as individuals, and for us to go out and play for each other one more time this year. Take it day by day. All right, well, what's the plan on the Wednesday of the bye week before the Super Bowl? Now, I will throw this out there. 
obviously get healthy, get the details taken care of. Right, Every single year in the week leading up to the Super Bowl, you hear somebody from each team at the media day saying, well, yeah, last week was all, you got your tickets taken care of, family requests taken care of, travel, right? You did all those things ahead of time, so the week of, you can you can take it in and focus in. So yes, a part of it today is literally finding out how many cousins want to be at the Super Bowl and getting them tickets. How many of your nieces and nephews want to be around? But the, the rest of today is about trying to surprise your opponent. Right? Both of these teams have played 19 games already this season. It's a lot of football. 19 is a lot of football. How can you surprise your opponent when you've spent 19 games showing them what you do well, what you do poorly? These teams know each other intimately. Nick Sirianni, he comes from Frank Reich's coaching staff. Frank Reich came from Doug Peterson's coaching staff. Doug Peterson comes from Andy Reid's coaching staff and played for Andy Reid. And you'd be surprised how much like the the terminology or the philosophy trickles down, right? The best parts of Nick Sirianni's uh, playbook likely derive from some of the best parts of Andy Reid's playbook. The Kelsey brothers definitely talk football with each other. The funny part is, this is this is the first time, and, and I, I already see people getting tired of this, this is the first time in NFL history that brothers have faced each other in the Super Bowl. Right? Jason Kelsey on the Eagles, Travis Kelsey on the Chiefs, they are playing against each other in the Super Bowl. Two future Hall of Famers. Storybook stuff. Storybook stuff. But the thing is, they're AFC, NFC. They've been with their teams forever. They're not going anywhere. They probably do compare notes quite often because, well, we're never going to play each other in the playoffs. Haha, <laughs> you thought. No brothers ever have played each other. In the- what are the chances we both make the Super Bowl the same year? Not likely, right? So when the Eagles have to play an AFC team as part of a cross-conference competition and they don't play that team very often, you think Jason Kelsey isn't hitting up Travis? Hey, what do you all attack when you're playing against the Chargers? Hey, what do you all attack when you're playing against Indy? Same goes the other way, right? The only problem is now all those secrets can be used against each other. All the way down to little things like this. The Chiefs starting center, Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey was Jalen Hurts starting center at Oklahoma. I'll tell you right now, I know there's a lot of shotgun, but as soon as you go under center with somebody, you know them very well. Jalen Hurts and Creed Humphrey, they're bonded. They're playing against each other in the Super Bowl. So how do you go against expectation when somebody knows you as well as these two teams know each other? How do you go against expectation when you have already put 19 games on film that they will pour over to learn everything they possibly can against uh, about you without going away from what you do best, right? Like the Eagles could, you know, everyone always thinks of, uh, well, I forget which Rocky it was, where he fought Southpaw, 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 and then flipped it at the end, right? Or reverse, whatever it was, Right? Now, change it. And he, and he starts fighting with the opposite hand. Like, you'd want to do that, I guess. But you don't want to get away from what you do best. 
if the Eagles were like, we're going to really surprise them, here's what we're going to do. We're going to come out five wide. Jalen Hurts is going to be in the shotgun. He's going to drop back and he's going to throw it 50 times. The Chiefs wouldn't expect it, but also the Eagles wouldn't be doing what they do best. So how do you alter and change and and give them a curveball and go against expectation and surprise the other team without getting too far away from what it is that makes you special? Well, guess what? That's what Wednesday, a week and a half before the Super Bowl is about. Watch your own film, right? Self-scout, have your defensive coordinator watch your offense's film and, and say, well, this is how I would try to stop you. And then take what he says and make sure you have a counter for it. Make sure you have something to subvert expectations. I know that Sirianni is very good at you know saying, hey, the moment's trying not to get the mo- make the moment too big. But is it, isn't it important to know what you're playing in, to know the Super Bowl is the biggest game that you will ever play in? Isn't there something to that, to knowing that that's going to happen? There's, there's kind of two philosophies of this. And, and I know it's not the Super Bowl, but we did play in a, in a national championship in college, which at the time feels like the Super Bowl. Looking back, it was the FCF, FCS national championship. Not, it was not the Super Bowl. But there, there's two ways to go about it. And, and you know I saw different guys going with both. One is, and we actually had much longer. We had like a month between the two games. One is to like say you're in the Super Bowl so much, or for us, say you're in the national championship so often that it becomes commonplace, right? With the, Like just talk about it, right? Hey, we're in the national championship. Hey, we got to get ready for the national championship. The other is to almost go so far the opposite way. Pretend it's just another game. Do exactly the same thing. Eat exactly the same food. Go to bed at exactly the same time. So, so you know, if, if you're doing the whole 1-0 every day, it, it's very obvious that Nick Sirianni's going with the this is just another game technique. I always, you know, I kind of lean the other way because we're going to make me forget it's the Super Bowl. Uh, I understand if you want to prepare similarly or do the same, uh, like, you know, calisthenics before practice. But it is different. It is inherently different. There will be a different amount of pressure. And and the other team will be putting a different amount of work into it. Especially this week. Because next week you do want to make sure you're you're rested, you're recovered. Even the coaching staff, right? You want to be sharp. You want to get your eight hours. This week, if you normally get home at 11, you're getting home at 1 a.m. Right? You're doing extra. You're watching another clip. You're watching, uh, you know, what Andy Reid did when he was in the Super Bowl with the Eagles and T.O. You're watching what Andy Reid did when he was an assistant coach in Super Bowls with the Packers and Brett Favre. You're watching everything you possibly can looking for that one thing that might change it. Because as we've seen time and time and time again, again, the news of the day, Brady retired earlier today. He won seven Super Bowls. He has six Super Bowl game-winning drives. Right, Tom Brady's the greatest we ever saw do it. It came down to one or two plays in six of the seven Super Bowls he played in. You don't know which play is going, which thought is going to be the, the the play. So right now, the Chiefs and, and Eagles they're in a submarine. Right, no contact with the outside, and you have to be that way. You know, you've you've worked since what end of end of July mini camps, OTAs and stuff before that, you worked this whole way. You can go another nine days, right? You can go another 10 days locked in, right? Nine days for eternity. 
Nine days for immortality. He can do it. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Audio, Priority Auto, Sports Radio, 94.1. We're going to take a break. Again, we want to hear from you on your Brady recollections, your Brady, like, uh, like, uh, graduation speeches right the guy's graduating to the next phase of life so you can call in at 757-687-9494 it's also the dream lawns text line 757-687-9494 if we have time we'll also talk about ron rivera playing golf despite the fact that he doesn't have an offensive coordinator and the optics of that coming up right here tim donnelly show stick around There's a difference between winning an MVP award and being the best player in the league. We understand that difference here on the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show on a Wednesday. Ron Rivera. Playing golf. Nothing gets people more upset than golf. Like if if you have anything that you are supposed to do, and you can't see it, air quotes around supposed, you better not even think about pretending to swing a golf club when you're waiting in line. Right? You do do the little like, oh, let me see my backswing. And people are like, oh. Like for some reason, golf is the hobby that is seen as like you are putting off all of your, your actual responsibilities. And Ron Rivera is playing golf. Huh. Most of us, and I th- and I actually think our listeners are are extremely intelligent, common sense filled individuals. Most of us can understand that Ron Rivera playing in the AT AT Anti Pebble Beach Pro Am Golf Tournament is not that big of a deal, right? But I think we can also understand that uh, you know everyone's not as as logical as we are. And we can understand and predict, right? It was easily predictable that that a lot of other fans wouldn't be able to take it that way. And I think that's shown in, in Darren Haynes' coverage is WUSA 9 up there in, in D.C. I think you can hear that, that he's dealt with some of those fans. Social media is going crazy over this picture of Commander's head coach Ron Rivera playing golf at Pebble Beach. Now, some fans think Ron should be at the Senior Bowl scouting or trying to hire a new offensive coordinator. But, oh, my gosh, forbid that this guy enjoys a day off. Now, most of us have jobs, but we also have a free life as well to do whatever we want. Shouldn't Ron Rivera get the same? Now, we don't get to do whatever we want. For example, if I wanted to play in the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am, couldn't swing it. If I could swing it, wouldn't be here right now. The problem is uh, what Darren alluded to there, right? The commanders don't have an offensive coordinator and the senior bowl is going on right now. And Ron Rivera is playing golf. The fans believe there's some other things that should be taking up his attention. And I get it. But coaches are people too. And I'm not even saying the whole like, oh, he's earned time off. I'm saying there are a few things for everybody, whatever your hobbies are, that if the opportunity popped up, you would put some important stuff on hold. You would schedule around it. If he is a golfer, if he is someone that plays often, and by the way, he's a California guy, so Pebble Beach probably holds some kind of status in his heart. If he is a golfer, getting to tee it up alongside PGA Tour pros at Pebble Beach is a uh, hold my calls, clear my schedule type of thing. Now, that for you, it might not be. 
for you, maybe, may, I don't know, maybe you're a rock music fiend. And this is the equivalent of like, I don't know, ACDC getting back together and you have front row seats and a meet and greet out back. Sure, you might have some responsibilities, but you're like, I'll take care of those another day because I have this once in a lifetime opportunity. I was, I was uh, listening to a podcast. It was a golf podcast, but John Smoltz was on it. Remember John Smoltz? Great starting pitcher, great relief pitcher, one of the best pitchers of all time, Atlanta Braves. Uh, he was talking about a moment. He played golf with Tiger Woods a lot. Okay, uh, I guess they were, you know, the competitors. They liked. Apparently, he pitched to Tiger Woods a lot too, because because Tiger was like, I if if you're gonna come to 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 golf, I want to go meet you on baseball, and uh, so they're like good friends, right? But in the middle of training camp. This would have been 0304, right? Peak peak Tigerdom. In the middle of training camp, uh, Tiger hits him up. So a couple weeks before or after the Masters, spring training, and says, hey, let's play Augusta. The PJ, the private jet, will pick you up tomorrow at 8 a.m. I'll have you back by 4. It's the middle of spring training for a baseball player, a professional baseball player. Smoltz went into Bobby Cox's office, his manager, and said, hey, if you say no, I get it, but here's the situation I'm dealt with. Tiger Woods wants to play golf with me at Augusta National, you know, tomorrow. Uh, He'll have me back by four. And Bobby Cox said, go. Think about that. That is the middle of spring training, and you are a baseball player. Everybody else is out there doing calisthenics. They're stretching. They're doing long toss. They're eating a lot of sunflower seeds and giving each other's nicknames like Jonesy and... And, and Smoltzy. And instead, he was playing golf at Augusta with Tiger because that's a bucket list item. Now, I do think Ron Rivera understands the optics. I think he's a PR guy. I think that's why they scheduled the interview with uh, Lynn from the Chargers. Then he could drive there from Pebble Beach to the Bay Area to do the interview. I get it. That way he could, you know, it's an entertainment trip, but also a business trip, right? Expense report it. But I also think it could mean they already know their OC. It's like, oh, he's not in the meetings deciding their OC. Well, maybe the the decision's been made. Maybe it's somebody on a Super Bowl staff, and they just can't announce it yet. Decision made, agreed to with a handshake. Maybe be enemy. Maybe Matt Nagy. Maybe somebody from the the Eagles staff. Who knows? It also could mean that maybe they're taking away some of his personnel decision-making power, right? Maybe he's not at the senior bowl because they're like, listen, we're shaking it up here. Things haven't gone well the last three years. Why don't you focus on coaching? We'll focus on putting the team together. And he said, okay, I'm going to go play golf, right? If, trust me, if around here, there's a good chance if anyone ever sends me home early, it's like, well, I'm going to hit the range for a little bit. It's, I, I'm probably looking into it too much, but the only reason I think it's okay to look into it too much is because they had to know. Rivera had to know, if I do this, everybody's going to look into it. Am I still okay with doing this? That's the part I think we can take away from it. He might even be zooming in. How about that? Right? 2020? In 2019, you go to California, you're probably missing out on every business meeting. Now you go to California, it's like, well, 
As long as we do the math correctly on the time difference, I'll zoom into the meeting. It'll be like I never left. I'll be, should be right about the turn. I'll duck in, get a hot dog between the ninth and 10th hole into the clubhouse. And I'll ask the guy a couple questions about how he's going to call plays on third downs. It's a big deal, but it's not a big deal. The only reason it's a big deal is because everyone had to know it was going to be a big deal. If you think differently, 757-687-9494. That's the call-in line. That's also the Dream Lawns text line, 757-687-9494. A lot of people are commenting on how he was playing with Aaron Rodgers. What? See, I saw that too. In the picture, Rodgers isn't there. I don't believe they were in the same group. Maybe. Again, I this the, the actual tournament hasn't started yet. Uh, I believe they're just both at Pebble Beach and... Unless you're picking up like like frequency waves through osmosis, if if Rogers is on the fourth hole and Rivera is on the fifteenth, they're not like negotiating contracts. No, that's fair. Let's go to the text line. By the way, let's get a couple texts. Whatever the topic, uh, we haven't gotten there yet, and I've been uh, telling the listeners to get there. Want want to make sure uh, we pay off. So uh, the text line, the Dream Lawns text line is seven five seven six eight seven nine four nine four. Robbie, what you got? Tim from the 757, I'm a diehard Raiders fans, and I have several reasons to dislike Brady, but I got to say it, Brady's the best. If anybody's hating on him, it's because most likely he's done their team harm in the past. I, I Do you think if, like, if you're in his division or you're one of the teams that he's eliminated from the playoffs 900 times, do you think – you maybe it's an emotional thing like you would think he's better than the teams that never played him right like nfc teams until he went to the bucks probably were like hey he's good but if you're in the the afc east you're like no that's that guy is he's a superhero he, he there's nothing we can do to beat him we have we get better we get worse it doesn't matter i think if you play him a ton again you don't have to like him but i think you understand his greatness a bit better from the 757 is it fair to say that brady is to the nfl what Babe Ruth is to Major League Baseball? No, it's because the, the the one thing Brady didn't really do is what he did was he took football and played it the best you could play it. He didn't necessarily like revolutionize any part of the game, right? Uh, you know the, the 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 craziest years for Babe Ruth, he was hitting home runs. You know he would hit fifty three of them, and the next closest would be like fourteen. He was like inherently changing the game. You know, if, if Brady was a running quarterback or something like that in the first, like that revolutionized Brady was just, he, he looked at the sport and he said, I'm going to play it better than anyone's ever played it. I'm not going to change it. I'm just going to play it better. Uh, and that's what he did. Right. Winning was his thing. Uh, Babe Ruth legitimately was like, why are you all not swinging much harder? I'm going to change the trajectory, uppercut this bad boy, and send it into the seats. That way, I don't even have to sprint. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. We'll keep the Brady conversation going throughout the show, retiring earlier today. Uh, But we also need to have uh, the other conversations in the sports world, such as one of the teams Brady tormented, the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't even think he realized what he was doing. But Pat Fryermuth, their tight end, went on Big Ben's podcast and absolutely lit up their offense, and it was not positive. But again, I don't think he knew what he was doing. I think he was having a conversation. Stick around. Did he really just say that? Ask him for yourself at Donnelly Sports on Twitter. The Tim Donnelly Show 
on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Call and text lines open 757-687-9494. Instagram at Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Twitter at the moment, I believe, is still at ESPN Radio 941. I don't know the the... I don't know the details behind changing uh, changing uh, social media handles, Twitter handles, but uh, at least for now, if you're if you're looking for us on Twitter, you can still find us at our handle at ESPN Radio ninety four point one or nine four one, not even ninety four point one, just nine four one. All of our social media is brought to you by Dominion Floor Covering, and while you're there, you might as well follow me on Twitter at Donnelly Sports. Pat Fryermuth went on Big Ben's podcast. That is a Steelers tight end. And Big Ben, former Steelers quarterback, uh, they played together. So they they are obviously, you know, have some kind of acquaintanceship, if not a friendship. And uh, obviously they're going to talk about the Steelers. And obviously they're going to talk about the Steelers this year. And and Fryermuth is going to fill in Big Ben on what's been going on since you left. And Pat Fryermuth seemingly completely unknowingly trashed the Steelers offense. Okay. Now he was again just describing like the differences. Hey, what's it been like since I was since I left? Think of it like a, a f- college freshman back on Christmas break goes to high school, talks to their friend that is a new senior, and says like, "So what's it like without me?" And he's just filling them in. He just started casually tossing out parts of the offense that almost everything he said. I went, "Whoa, really?" Here's part of it again, Friar Muth on the footballing podcast with Big Ben. When we're in two minute drives or we're in the huddle and, and stuff's not going well, when we had Ben, like we all knew who to look to, look to, like in the huddle. And when Kenny started, like when Mitch was in, like he had that because he was a five year vet or six year vet, and, and he had that. Things obviously didn't go his way, and we weren't performing like we were supposed to. And they put Kenny in, and, and Kenny was still adjusting. Like the two minute drive from Miami to then the Ravens to the Raiders, like him in the huddle was two completely different people. Like. When he was in the huddle, like he knew, like he was waiting for kind of, you know, to feel things out and kind of see what they were in. But like, if you're when you're in two minute drives, like the defense is going to do their bread and butter stuff. Like it's either going to be too high or, or one high. And- hmm. That's I mean that just sounds like Kenny Pickett was wide eyed and and a little uh, green, which is fine. But normally you don't say that. And, and we're not going to play the whole podcast for you. But there was another clip or another section where he just said they don't have hot routes. Now, some of you might be like, wait, hot routes are a real thing? I thought that was just what Vince Vaughn yelled out in Wedding Crashers. Hot route! Red 7! Could you just move to the other side, please? Uh, I don't know how you ever have a five-man protection without hot routes. So, I'm going to try to do this very quickly here. Uh, When the defense brings more blitzers, more rushers, then you have blockers... The way you beat that is with a hot route, meaning somebody hopefully replacing the the blitzer looks quickly, and before the the rush can get it, you dump it over the top. They have room to run. If you can recognize the blitz, blitz, predict the blitz, safety alignment, front alignment, you can see the clues and guess it's coming and everyone's on the same page with the hot, it could be a massive play for you. But if you just don't believe in hot routes and you have a five-man protection and they bring six rushers, I think you're just telling Kenny Pickett you're going to get smacked. 
That's not fun for Kent. Now I understand why in a two-minute drill he's out there a little shaken because he's going, wait a second, we're, this is a throwing situation. The defense is going to be pinning their ears back, and there's a good chance I'm going to be a sitting duck with no one looking for the ball. Even if you have quick answers in the route, which is, you know, I, I was having this debate with, with some friends last night. Uh, one of the, the responses is they just might always have a quick winner. So every route they run, if they're in a five-man protection, everybody's out in a route, they might always have a quick winner, right? Somebody looking for the ball quickly. But again, the best way to take advantage of it is like if the right outside linebacker blitzes, you go throw it right where he vacated because that's, again, where he vacated. So what if your quick winner's on the left and the blitz is coming from the right? And he was just telling Big Ben this like casually. He was just going... Um, yeah, so it's a little different, you know, with you, we had hot routes, we had site adjustments. Uh, we don't really do that anymore. So, so it, it almost feels like everything's moving slow. And then the, the way he described it, he said, you know, we used to get to the line and we were looking to communicate things. Now we get to the line and just look at the defense and wait. <laughs> what? But it, it reminded me of this, like, this is what I mean when I say like, I don't think Pat Fryermuth was trying to, trying to trash anybody, right? There's a lot of times where a player will get on a podcast after the season and they'll start doing the, our offense was slow. No one was, no one knew what they were doing. The, the new young quarterback didn't, wasn't ready. And they're doing it to like trash their, like, right? They want to voice their displeasure so it either gets fixed or gets them traded. It, I didn't get that vibe from Fryermuth. The only example, like analogy I can use is, uh, when I was fresh out of college, I was working in Nebraska, and I was on a community-based morning show. Now, uh, which means for about three and a half hours a day, we talked about just community issues. And w- once a month, we had a guy from the electric company come on. Okay, He was from like uh, blank, blank power, right? I'm not going to throw him under the bus. Actually, he comes out smelling like daisies in this. Uh, and at the time, I was renting a very, very cheap apartment, okay? Uh, very, very cheap. And he comes in and it's my job to come up with a half hour of conversation for the guy from the power company. That takes some effort, right? Sports interviews are easy. Did you see the game last night? What'd you think with this one? It was, it was much more difficult. So, so one day I'm in my apartment again, I'm renting and I look down and all of our outlets only have the two prongs. You know what I'm talking about? They have the three prongs or the two prongs only has the two prongs. So the, Custer County power, I said it, power guy comes on the, uh, the, the show and I go, Hey, are, are, am I using way more electricity than I should? Because, you know, I only have the, the two pronged outlets, not the three pronged, like just, I'm just trying to fill time thinking it might be a little interesting, something new to ask him. And he goes, well, it's illegal to rent an apartment with only two prongs. And I was like, Whoa, did not mean to do that. Did not, not my intention. Like that was kind of, that's kind of like fry. Pat Fryermuth, he's going like, we don't have hots. Uh, yeah, we don't really have a leader in the the huddle. Uh, is that going to be a problem? And I'm sitting there listening going, yeah, big problem. Big problem for an offense to not have hot routes. Every defense in the NFL is going to send six protect or six rushers every time you have a five-man protection from this point forward. They might even throw some zero at you, just some zero, zero blitz, Bring the house. So even if you have six guys in protection, there's still an unblocked because Pickett's still going to be dropping back going, I don't know what I'm supposed to do here. 
This is a Matt Canada problem, their offensive coordinator. It's a Kenny Pickett problem, their quarterback. And most likely, it is a trust problem between Canada and Pickett. Canada didn't empower Pickett to get the easy ones. Canada didn't didn't empower Pickett to site adjust or deal with protections. And that left Fryermuth. I mean, Fryermuth is a tight end. He should be the hot, the pop guy on a ton of them. He should be upset. I don't have like seven, eight easy catches every couple of games because maybe not every couple, like I'd say probably like 10 a year where you, where you just rack up a hundred yards because you catch it and just run into the void. I hope I didn't nerd out too much on that. I tried to, to not go like I, I get frustrated when I'm watching someone else talk about football and they go down to like, well, we were in a right zippy under trip, you know, Panther left riot with an X under. And I'm like, all right, no one knows your playbook. So I tried to keep that as, as not that as possible. We'll be back with more of the Tim Donnelly show, including for the first time. I don't like saying this. The pro bowl's got to go. It needs to disappear. I'll tell you why next. We're big fans of overtime. So long as it doesn't end in a tie. 46 yard field goal to tie. And it's no good. Not even close. Wide right. This is the Tim Donnelly Show on Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio 94.1. I'm a. Pro Bowl holds a certain spot in my heart. I attended six or seven of them when I lived in in Hawaii every year for Christmas you'd get the the Pro Bowl tickets and then you'd have to wait till the Pro Bowl I have such awesome stories like asking a quarterback that I won't name for an autograph as a 12 year old being told uh they didn't have a pen and I said that's okay I have a pen right here and they said I said I don't have a pen and they kept walking Uh, I have I have Fond memories of actually, you know, seeing the best players in the game play in the Pro Bowl. We're talking the Mannings, the Bradys, uh, the 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 Tos, the 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 Randy Mosses, like the best of the best. Ladanian Tomlinson. This is the first time I've said this on air. The Pro Bowl needs to go. It's run its course. It's fun while it lasted. It'll be a story, a remnant of the things from the past that I tell younger people. Tyler Huntley threw for 658 yards, two touchdowns and three interceptions, had a 41.2 QBR, yet is going to the Pro Bowl as a quarterback representative of the AFC. That's total crap. Derek Carr was benched by his own team, yet he is going to the Pro Bowl as a quarterback representative of the AFC. That's total crap. The AFC quarterbacks that were voted in, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow. That's awesome. That's star power. None of them will be attending. Instead, Tyler Huntley, Derek Carr, Trevor Lawrence. Throw the want one out there again. Thank you. And that makes it official. That's it. I mean, is there an, even an argument? That, that How many chances you get? 
And you may say, well, Mahomes is in the Super Bowl. That's fine. They used to play it after the Super Bowl. So even like it was a big thing, actually, because uh, the, the Super Bowl winners and the Super Bowl runners up had a ton of, of players in the Pro Bowl because they were usually very good teams. And they would walk around in like a pack like they owned the place. Right. It, you would see just the, the, the herd. They would walk in, uh, you know, pregame. They'd be just standing around and they just have that Super Bowl glow because they would have a Super Bowl on a Sunday. They'd be in Hawaii for the Pro Bowl by like Tuesday. That's how much the Pro Bowl used to matter. That's how much the Pro Bowl used to mean. Now it doesn't matter. Now it means nothing. And and it also, officially, you double stamp a triple stamp, no changing it. You can no longer use Pro Bowls in any argument. When when you want to debate Big Ben versus Eli, right? When you when you and your, your friends want to dive in, dig your heels into an argument, you're not allowed to say, he's got nine Pro Bowls, the other's got the, the two Pro Bowls, and he was into Pro Bowl in four straight years. Can't use Pro Bowls. Can't do it. Mac Jones is a pro bowler. Mitch Trubisky is a pro bowler. Jameis Winston is a pro bowler. Tyler Huntley is a pro bowler. The guy's five career touchdown passes. Five. We had a caller earlier today talk about Tom Brady throwing six in one game against the Titans. There's a pro bowler didn't do that in a career. He's got, what, eight career starts? Something like that. I would start him in the Pro Bowl. Let's lean into it. I know it's flag football, but you know what I mean. I thought this Pro Bowl was going to be about the kids, right? They changed it. They did away with the game. No tackling. It's going to be dodgeball. It's going to it's going to be uh, basically TikTok videos of you making catches. It's going to be water balloon toss, golfing longest drive. I thought it was for the kids. This was all designed for social media. Uh, Tyler Huntley isn't for the kids, and it's no disrespect to Tyler Huntley. I don't think he should like say, "Hey guys, you must have made a mistake here. I'm going going home. I'm not going to accept the invitation." You get yeah, asked. You see my TikTok. You get asked to go to the Pro Bowl. You go to the Pro Bowl. You frame the jersey. You put it up in your den for the rest of your life. I get it. Do they get jerseys for a flag football game? I think so. Frame it. Put it up in your den for the rest of your life. But if you can't get the players that that kids want to see what are you going to do right like i i do i do think that this new pro bowl is all about making the next generation generation of football fans right football is i mean with the the head trauma with the safety issues with all that you know there's a lot of parents saying like i don't know if i want my kid playing football so the nfl is smart they're seeing this they're building a pro bowl that is designed to get the kids to go to their parents every year and say i want to play please can i play if i'm good can i play so they're making it about the kids but what if this pro bowl turns tyler huntley into a star what are they going to tune in to watch next year He's not going to be a star. He's not going to be a starter. He's not going to play unless someone gets hurt. You can't get players to take a free trip to Vegas. Shut it down. If you can't get players to take a free trip to Las Vegas and all they have to do is show up for a water balloon toss, right? Make a couple funny faces at the camera during dodgeball, then shut it down. You can make it an honor if you want, like the all-pro thing, and just name the rosters and celebrate them. But but 
this, it's, it's foolish. And I think we got a pretty good idea of what the players think when Josh Allen decided not to go to this, but he's still competing in something this weekend. He, he's still playing golf in the AT&T Pro-Am. Which, by the way, if he said, you know, I don't even know what he, he could say because golf, like elbow, golf, swing, not great. Maybe it's like a big toe or something. And, and, and you're just like, yeah, well, I just can't run, right? A hamstring maybe. But if, if it's an arm injury and you're out there violently swinging a golf club, you probably could have played balloon toss. Probably. Or just shown up and taken pictures. No one would care if the AFC never chose to put Josh Allen into the, the flag football game. Give him a bucket hat. Put him on the sideline. Have him call plays. Here's the question. Do the people that don't show up or that decline to go, are they still pro bowlers also? So yeah, everybody that's yeah. even... Involved in the, the game only, the, are pro bowlers. The only ones that don't get to count it as a pro bowl are the alternates that turn it down. Okay. Because we don't even know how many people turn it down. I would assume a boatload of them to end up with those quarterbacks. And I, and I only chose the AFC quarterbacks because it's so obvious. But every position has some form of like, does anybody want to play? No? Fine. I don't even know what else you could do. Like, just shut it down. And the funny part is, for everything I'm saying right now, how bad it's going to be, it'll rate way higher than like a NBA regular season game. So they're going to keep doing it. Tim Donnelly Show, Priority Auto Sports Radio, 94.1. Uh, Tom Brady retired. I don't know if any of you heard. Earlier today, Tom Brady retired for the second time, which brings up more questions. Is the league ready for a Brady-less season? First one since 99. Is the league ready for that? Stick around.